What is up, young adults? Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power Bluff. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Hello, young adults. Welcome to the Houston Young Adult Podcast. This is Courtney, as always. So excited, so excited to bring the word today. So um, I wanted to talk a bit about transformation, inward transformation to be specific. So what God does in you um, is what he can do through you. You know, we always hear about how if we want to see something on the outside, if we want to see God change the outward circumstances, first and foremost, he has to be able to get the word that's true for your life rooted on the inside of you. So that's first and foremost. We know that if God wants to do anything in our lives, it first must become real to us inwardly. So what does that mean whenever we have to have, you know, an, an inward transformation you know, our spirits are born again. They are new. The Bible says that we have a body. That's what we live in. That's our tent. We have a mind. That's where our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our will, our intellect are. That's in the soulish realm. And um, then we, we, we have a spirit. That's our true being. So our spirit um, is brand new. And that's being renewed and strengthened every single day as we intake the word, but our mind gets renewed every day as well as we read the word. It doesn't get renewed by watching the news, by watching Netflix, by even going to work, by working out. That might help our body. It might even help our mental health, but that's not gonna um, renew our mind according to the word of God. Our renewal of our mind comes from taking in the word of God and being in the presence of the Lord. And that's where the power of the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit is activated in those times of complete submission unto the Lord and letting him work in you. So it's so important because there are a lot of things I'm believing for in my life. That's why I want to talk about this because I know for you, as for young adults, we've got goals that the Lord's given us. We have uh, dreams that the Lord's given us. We have visions that the Lord has given us. And, um, and we have the, the, call, the call and that the word of God has given us to be believers in this world, um, walking in the promises of God, walking in prosperity, walking in divine health, walking in victory, walking in the joy of the Lord, walking, um, glorifying God in our lives so that we are a display of God's goodness in this world when everything else in the world might be crumbling, we are going to be displays. So when you are on that path of walking in God, what God wants for you and seeking it and pressing in for the things of God, we have to first make sure that we are getting everything planted on the inside of us that needs to be planted on the inside of us so that then, I was trying to snap, but I didn't snap near the microphone. <laughs> Uh, so then and one day it's going to be manifested, not like in this, in a long, in, in the long term, we're talking about, it's going to be manifested in no time. So we have to let the Lord to do the quip, the quipping. Um, and first I want to go to, uh, second Timothy three, 
verse 16 and 17. The Bible says every scripture is God breathed. It's given by his inspiration and it's profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience of error and restoration to obedience. And it's for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action. So that the man of God, that's us, may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's a lot of words, but what this is saying, what the Apostle Paul is saying here, that the word of God is profitable to instruct you and to put you in a place where you are equipped, you're ready, you're trained up, you're skilled, you're experienced, and you are well fit for the next step that God has for you, for the next good work that God has for you. And that's powerful to know that God's word equips you in such a way. And I want to get that in us because when we know that God's working by his word in us. We got to know that the word's got to do like a work on the inside of us. And uh, I just think like Pastor Jesse's been talking about, you know, holy living. He's talking about the the washing of the word of God. And when I, when I think of that scripture, it just makes me think that the word of God, you're just taking it in. You're like actually letting it do its work. It's like you're putting on your dishwasher and you let that dishwasher, that water, that soap go, go all up in and in the dishes and clean off all the funk that's what the word of god is doing on the inside of you so you got stuff in there you got stuff in your heart you got stuff in your mind there you've got stuff in your body that just gotta that that's gotta have a good scrubbing and i don't know about you but i got one of those scrub daddies uh if you've ever seen those sponges and those those sponges it starts off hard but once you get the water on it it goes in and then it it gets the job done is what i'm saying so you got to think of the word of god as going in on the inside of you it's scrubbing your heart it's taking off all that yucky stuff it's scrubbing your body if you got something sick in your body something that needs healing it's going to go and it's going to take off everything that that needs to take off it's if there's bad thoughts in your mind this the word of god is going to scrub you squeaky clean every crevice every uh dark place it will go there if you let it and so i'm telling you let it let the word of god go there and let god go there the bible says in um philippians 2 13 that uh god gives you the power and the desire and the willingness to do and to work for his good pleasure so he he will like let let the lord know like lord i know that you are willing to do this work in me and i'm willing to let you do it in me he will help you he'll start it in you he'll get you motivated and he'll start letting the word of god to do a a, a scrub up of everything that needs to be scrubbed up in your life so that you're ready you're equipped for the next step, for the next phase, for walking in the new levels of, uh, of whatever God's taking you to. And so let God do his thing. Let's go to Romans 12, verse one and two. 
Give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way that we worship him. And do not be conformed to this world. Don't be adapted to its external and superficial customs. But be transformed. Be changed by the entire renewal of your mind. I love that. That hit me the other day when I looked at that in this version. It says the entire, the entire, the complete. There's no part left out. The entire, the complete renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitudes so that you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. In the NLT version, it says, let God transform you. Let God transform you into a new person by. So how does God uh, transform you? By changing the way you think. He's not going to change the way that he thinks about something so that you can continue to stay where you're at. He's going to change the way that you think so that you see something differently, that you speak about something differently, that you live and walk out something differently. It's going to take the changing of you, but he's going to help you do it. But let God change you by changing the way that you think. So, but, but be, but be so convinced that that's the way that God changes and transforms you. He changes and he alters and he, uh, transforms the way that you think. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, that my, my thoughts, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. My plans are greater than your plans. Be so convinced that God's Ways, thoughts, plans are so much greater. And get yourself in that place where, Lord, I'm humble because I know I don't have the plans that you have. And I know your plans are greater. For I know the plans, the Lord uh, says the Lord, that I have for you. Plans to prosper you for good, for a good future, for an uh, expected end, for hope. That's what God's plans for your future. They're bright. They're good. They're ever increasing. They go from glory to glory. The Bible says that the path of the uncompromisingly righteous shall shine brighter and brighter, more clear and clear until the perfect day. Your plans for your life are not like God's plans for your life. God's plans are exponentially increasing, forward and forward, upward and upward, increasing and increasing. And so be so convinced that, man, I gotta get myself out the way, my thoughts, anything in me that doesn't belong has gotta go so that I can make sure that God does a, an entire work in my mind and my, and my, and my whole life. Okay, one more, one more version of this, of this Romans 12. Hopefully y'all like this. Cause this is just like this Romans 12 hit me the other day. Um, in Romans 12 and uh, TPT, it says, be inwardly transformed. There we go. That's my title. By the Holy Spirit through total reformation of how you think. And the word uh, reformation, what is reformation? It means to improve by removing or correcting faults 
and problems. Okay, so that means, man, things are gonna things things might get a little sticky. Things might get a little uh oh, don't go there. But this will help you. God is a father, and the Bible says that He corrects those that He loves. He adjusts you, He puts you on the right path. He always leads you into righteousness, which is the right way. He never leads you wrongly. And so whenever he nudges you to get rid of that, to don't do this, to do more of this, to watch what you say, to whatever it might be, don't see that and and shut yourself down from the Lord. Heed to his correction and and get in line and, and go in the flow with him. Because when you are in that place of letting the Lord lead you and change you, that is you walking according to the spirit. And when you walk according to the spirit, you don't have to be worried about fulfilling the lust of the flesh. That's what the Bible says. You don't have to worry about not sinning, not doing this, but you're walking according to, okay, a little bit here, a little bit of there. The Lord's leading you. Okay, Lord, yes, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I'm repenting here. I mean, whatever it is, letting the Lord uh, lead you and help you in every single thought, every single thing that you're doing. And so in order to do that, you know, you really, you have to be humble. Like I said before, you have to humble yourself. In Psalm 37 verse 11, it says that the humble in heart will inherit every promise and abundant peace. In Matthew 5, 5, the Bible says that God blesses the humble for they will inherit the earth. So there are blessings that come through humility. The Bible says that he, um, that he, he, he looks down upon the proud, but he lifts up and he exalts and he promotes the humble. And so know that when you are humbling yourself before the Lord, it's not going to be putting yourself low and, unno- you know, like, like it's not like, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> I don't even know how to like put it into words. Humbling yourself before the Lord is, is, is completely putting yourself into his hands and submitting to him, submitting him to him as your master. He, you are his servant. You are alive to God and you're dead to the world. You are a slave to God, a slave to Christ. And you're not a slave to this world. We used to be a slave to this world, but now you're submitting to God full force, not submitting to the world in any place. And so it's humbling yourself before him is, is who you are. That's, that's, that's who we are. And we have to make sure we keep ourselves in that humble position always. And with that, we have to also make sure that our heart is tender The Bible says in Ephesians uh, 4, verse 32, be kind to one one another and be tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So tender-hearted means that you you don't have a hard heart. You don't have a callous heart, but you have a soft heart. In um, Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27, it says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. 
and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. So I love this. I mean, when I discovered this several years back when I was really understanding what it meant to be saved, what it meant to be born again, what it meant to have eternal life, this 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 scripture meant so much to me that God took out that old heart that just didn't want to heed to him, didn't want to be responsive to him. And he gave me a heart that was soft and tender. And so guard this, guard that what he gave you. And if, if it's gotten hard, if it's gotten, uh, I don't know, like unfeeling, if, if it's gotten to a place where it's not responsive to the Lord, Go before the Lord and ask him to reveal to you whatever it is that's within the way. Maybe it's like that verse said. Maybe it's there's unforgiveness. Forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. Maybe there's hardness of your heart because of bitterness, because of something that some someone has done to you. Bible says to let go and to forgive, but make sure you keep yourself in a place where your heart is sensitive and tender to the Lord. And if if you're not in that place, all it takes is simple surrender to go before the Lord and say, Lord, give me a soft heart. And uh, I actually think I have the scripture down. Psalm uh, 51, the Bible says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, persevering, and steadfast loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and make me willing to obey you. Maybe maybe you got to go to the Lord and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Fill me with pure thoughts. Give me holy desires. Make me ready to please you. And guess what? When you ask, the Bible says that you shall receive. When you knock, the Bible says that you will have the door opened unto you. Who's, who's going to give it to you? The Lord. Who's going to open up the door? Jesus. He's knocking at the door. He's, he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest for your souls. The Lord will give you what you ask. So know that God is so willing to remove whatever is in your life, your heart, your mind. That's got to be taken care of. He says he will remove out anything stony, stubborn, unwilling to get rid of, and he will give you a soft, tender, responsive heart. Take God's word on that and believe it and get excited that God's going to do a work in you, in you first. He's going to transform the way that you think. And so this, yeah, this does take pursuing the Lord. This does take pressing in. This does take seeking the Lord. And so along with that, you have to be hungry for what God's going to do through you. You might get the vision. You might get the, the word for your, 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 your future. You might know, man, I know something's coming. I know God's got something big for you. Let him do the work in you first. Whatever it is, make sure your heart's prepared, equipped, and ready. Because when you are ready, the Lord knows that you're ready. And then you're ready and you're ready to walk into it. And you're, you're, you're taking steps of faith to put yourself in that place that nothing's going to stop you. That when, whenever it does come, the promise does come, you are in that place of being ready. And so get yourself there always. Live this way. Live this way always asking the Lord to clean out shop. There's actually one more scripture that I do want to read. Okay. This is good. This is in the message version. Second, uh, um, First Peter 2. Verse one, so clean house, 
Make a clean sweep of malice, pretense, envy, hurtful talk. You've had a taste of God. Now drink deep of God's pure kindness. Then you'll grow up mature and whole in God. That's awesome. Let God do a, a, a cleansing in you. Let God do an inward transformation by changing the way that you think, by changing your heart towards things, by letting you gain vision to see what's ahead. Let the Lord do the work in you and he will do it through you in no time. So I hope that this blesses you. Be encouraged. Continue to Run the race that God has called you to continue to stay on fire for Jesus. We need to be on fire for Jesus more than ever. We can't be growing dull. We can't be uh, slowing down. We can't be stopping on the sidelines to take a a water break. No, we got to keep going. We got to keep running our race. We got to keep pushing through no matter what. We have to keep on going because God's got things for us to do while we're still here. We are still alive and we are still here and Jesus hasn't come back. So there's work for you to do. So stay stirred up, get around other people that are on fire, lose the people that are not on fire. Sorry. Just tell them, sorry, got to get away from you. I got places to go, people to see things to do for the Lord. And so it's time to just cut off everything and run full force for Jesus because he is coming back soon. Amen. See y'all later. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always stay up to date with us and even message us on Instagram at YA underscore power of love. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.